Get the full bonfire experience on your screen. YouTube.com slash bonfire sports. Thumbs up, subscribe. You'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. The Cats woke up from their nap and snag a win and a little bit of uh, redemption for the Hamilton Tiger Cats against their most recent Grey Cup opponent. Welcome inside game day after dark. Boy, Zach Schnitzer, how are you, my friend? Uh, All things considered, a surprising eye-opening game for you, especially when it comes to the Blue Bombers defense? You know, I got to be honest, buddy. I wasn't that surprised. I mean, I'm surprised they put up that many. I'm not like completely shocked we lost the game because Hamilton has a good roster. They have great coaching and culture. And what what intrigued me coming into the game was some things I read about Dane Evans getting some psychological help. And at the beginning of the game... It was, uh, what's his name, Rod Smith, who said Dane Evans had a bit of a, a mind shift where he thought about, you know, I this isn't a this isn't something I have to do. This is something I get to do, and and from from a psychological point of view, that's classic like cognitive behavioral therapy. Not not to get too into it, Darren, but I thought, well, if he's if he's had a mind shift and he was you know, he was holding on to the golf club, as it were, too tight. And the mantle of the pressure of being the franchise was was too heavy on him. And you saw that with all those turnovers. I thought, well, if he, you know, if he's got his mind right, this could be a game. I didn't expect him to throw five touchdowns and put up 48 points on us. Well, mind you, 41, one was a defensive touchdown, but Listen, they put up 48 points on they the put Bombers. Up 48. Uh, and, and I'm not going to make excuses for the Bombers injuries, bye week, blah, blah, blah. They they got beat. They made a game of it late, which which you always uh, needle me when, when it's close and you're like, how you holding up, buddy? And I'm like, how do you think? <laughs> it was a 10-point game. And then, you know, Hamilton, to their credit, just ran the ball down our throat. One key play is where that Mills guy is a second stringer, completely juked Adam Big Hill, who I think is probably a bit nicked up, to be honest. But anyway. Well, I want to talk more about Adam Big Hill later as well as the entirety of that Bombers linebacking core. But But man, like credit Hamilton. That's that's what I got to say. And from someone who works in mental health, I, I read what Dane Evans was going through earlier in the week. He talked openly about his head not being in the right place and and struggling and suffering. And and I thought good on him for showing that resilience, getting the help he needs. I'm going to talk more about that later uh, from a fan perspective uh, in another in another way, Darren. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm disappointed and, and especially like I'm more disappointed because the game got close at the end. But you know, the, you know that 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 hurts more as a fan. But 
listen, full credit to Hamilton. They're a great organization. They deserve the win. And most importantly, Darren, it vindicates my partner here, other way, to my that? Uh, DB, to my right. Your left. Whatever. I, I'm directly <laughs> impaired. Uh, listen, this is the East Division. I, I am eating crow, man. I told people on this show, Dane Evans was done, and I thought he, he was done. But he, he doesn't appear to be done. I hope it's not a one-hit wonder, because I hope they, they make the East Division more competitive, buddy. If they continue to execute like that, and, and you know, it's, sometimes there's a one-hit wonder when you're a struggling team and you know you have to, you have to win. And maybe you get up for playing the best team in the league, a team that's beaten you tragically in two straight Grey Cups. Uh, they, you know, I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Hamilton continues here. But let let me just say this to to your previous statement about Dane Evans and questions of whether he was done or not. These are professional athletes. We've seen it time and time again in basketball, in baseball, in football, in hockey. Guys have a down year. Guys have a, a catastrophic injury. We've seen it at the Olympics and other international sports. The redemption story, the ability to come back when all the cards are down and uh, things look as bleak as you could imagine. Pro athletes are not just physically gifted. You have to be mentally gifted to play at the highest level. Yeah. And for Dane Evans, I knew he was going to work his tail off to come back from how bad he was playing earlier in the year when he, Matthew Shinetti talked about it on uh, the, the TSN post game and, and interviewing Dane Evans on the field after the game saying, you know, four or five weeks ago, you came out and wanted to be held accountable as the starting quarterback of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Loft at, loss after loss after loss and fourth quarter meltdown after fourth quarter meltdown. Fumbles, interceptions, yeah. uh, just not being able to get it done on a very talented team who has been in the Grey Cup the last two years. And Dane Evans wanted to be held accountable. And, and when he want, when he showed that, I knew this wasn't a guy that was going to just let his career collapse like a house of cards, you know? Yeah, but for sure. Or were you waving at me? I was waving at Sandy. I'm, uh, hey, Sandy, how I'm are really you? Uh, happy, in the live chat. happy to see Sandy in the live chat. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, no, well, I we're, mean, we're here for you. Like everybody out there, you know, a tough game for Bomber yeah. fans to watch 48, 31 loss to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. This is your therapy. This is your opportunity to chime in. Join the live chat. Text the hotline, 816-8477. People were texting the hotline throughout the game. We're going to get to those, as well as our Walby's Warrior, our Westwood Wide to the right. I don't think it'll be too hard picking that one tonight, Zach. We'll give out our game balls, have our happy honker. Um, and then, of course, our bonfire burning point, which could be a couple tonight but i want yep. to start with the non-decision or the decision to not pull zach Kalaris from the game when it was 41 17 with 347 remaining in the third quarter and to keep pushing to get winnipeg back into this game which they did how did you see that unfolding zach 
I I was surprised. I my mother-in-law and I were watching doing our best to keep my toddler entertained. He desperately wanted to go outside. We we got to the point where we uh dumped well, was not his, alone. No. A lot it, of people it, wanted to go yeah. outside and get away from we, the TV. We dumped out his blocks again and again and, and asked him to put them back and he seemed to be somewhat okay with that and then he started screaming but um you know what? Uh, my mother-in-law said maybe they should put in brown, and I thought, yeah, th- this might be a time. It is the CFL, you know. The listen, they were down by ten with about three minutes left, Darren. They had a chance to come back. They they sure they did. caused a Hamilton two and out, and then they just seemed to wilt. And and Hamilton, you knew Hamilton was going to run the ball, and and somehow they just ran the ball down our throat. So. You know, in hindsight, I think it was a good decision. You try and let Zach work out of it. I I think Cameron Kelly must have Zach's number because he picked him off in the Grey Cup, tw- um, I think just once, not twice. But Cameron Zach Kelly is a <laughs> hell of a good football player. He's. Uh, it seems like he's got his number, but... Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, of course, if he had got injured, my goodness, we'd be we'd be up in arms. I'm. Sure. I'm also hearing Jeffcoat may have been injured. Jeff Glad Coat to left hear the game in the first half, and and the team tweeted out that he would not return oh, to I didn't the game. See that. Uh, Too bad. A couple other guys nicked up. Brandon Alexander, of course, left the game. Looks yeah. like the concussion spotter pulled him, but he was quickly back. He was uh, back, smacking his head on the turf. Yeah. Did he, you know, was he just closing his eyes because of the pain, or, or did he, you know, uh, go under for a second? We don't know. Greg McRae also limping off in the fourth oh, that's quarter. That's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't have a problem with Zach Kolaris being in the game, and I and I think <laughs> the the only good thing for me about this win, uh, aside from being proud of Dane Evans, was I I hit my over on Shone catching three and a half passes. I believe he caught six or seven, and he had a monster game. So I, I made a little bit of money there, so I'm happy about that. But you <laughs> well, know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all of the numbers tonight, Zach Kolaris. Yeah. Uh, two interceptions. I don't even know if I want to hang both on him. Uh, they were really good play. That Jumal roll interception, the first yeah. one that they got off Zach Kolaris, that's a timing route. So what does that mean? That means that Kolaris is throwing it to a point on the field and anticipating his receiver to get there. I don't think it was the receiver's fault. I think Jumal roll made a very, very good play, leaving his man on kind of that shorter outside curl or outside cut um, and, and jumping up, elevating and, and, and taking the football. That was a good, good play. Hamilton's yeah. defense played really well today, Zach. I don't know if they played as well as Hamilton's offense. <laughs> Should people be concerned about the Blue Bombers defense? This is how Richie Hall's defense does show its cracks with the pass defense, with first downs being moved um you know at the half Zach really offensive numbers between Winnipeg and Hamilton were pretty close as far as first downs Winnipeg actually had one more first down than Hamilton they had a better second down conversion rate at the half they had very similar yards from scrimmage uh but Hamilton was in control because they took advantage of of those opportunities Winnipeg's defense when you talked about Adam Bigel this is what I wanted to say What I saw many times was Hamilton. They love using that jumbo set. They love using that, um, you know, extra guys on the line, on the offensive line. And they often would get two blockers on Adam Big Hill. Mm. Saw them pass 
target mm. Shane Gauthier, who is in for Malik Clements, who is in originally for Kyrie Wilson. So down yeah. to their third stringer. Shane Gauthier has been in the league for six seasons. He has never been a starter. Winnipeg now relying on him to fill the side of, of a weak side linebacker. And what did we see? We saw uh, Felix, uh, what is it, Gendron Gauthier? Gendron Gauthier, yeah. Time. Uh, he had that one big pickup in the first half, had a couple nice catches, but really trying to, they they isolated Shane Gauthier, got him to the outside where he had to run. And we know Shane Gauthier can run fast in a straight line. We saw it obviously in that huge tackle in the playoffs in 2019 on special teams, but in pass defense, it's different. You're shuffling and kind of backpedaling. Mm-hmm. And then you're turning your hips and you're running when the ball's in the air. Well, right. they took advantage of Shane Gauthier's, you know, speed mismatch to their receivers and their running backs, and they went after it all day long. So you double team Adam Big Hill, you isolate Shane Gauthier, and then when the defense starts to come up to help, that's when you find opportunities to go over the top, which yep. Winnipeg's defense allowed for the first time, I would say, in a long, long time. The defense has been good at playing off the ball and everything in front of them. And then today, Winston Rose, Jamal Parker, frankly, all of them, um, you yeah. know, had times where Dane Evans went over the top. And that's a, a huge reason why Hamilton was able to, to open things up. And I think Dane Evans is going to be a, a CFL top performer this week, like they said on TSN. Oh, he should be. Seven yards, five majors, no picks. And in the first half, I noticed he had a perfect quarterback efficiency rating of 158.3. He finishes the game with a perfect quarterback efficiency rating. He had a real comeback game today. He did. And and it's it's really cool that you isolated that, Darren, with Shane Goche. I see him, correct me if I'm wrong, more as a run stopper. So if you, is that fair to say? Yeah. More, yeah. more of a traditional linebacker. He's so a if power isolate, linebacker. Yeah. So if you isolate him on pass, like what makes pass Adam plays. Big Hill good? What makes Adam Big Hill good is he is a power linebacker who can run downhill and put the hurt on a running back, take on a 310 pound tackle or 320 pound tackle, uh, and 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 pick up that block and that and that sort of thing. But he can also drop to safety and pass cover and all those things. That's why Adam Big Hill is one of the greatest to ever play in the Canadian Football League. Shane Gauthier maybe doesn't have that same ability to pass cover, and, and Hamilton no. went after it. He, he he just doesn't. I mean, he it's not even a maybe for me. And no no shade on Shane Gauthier. He he's a great depth player on special teams, and they're down to their third string. They're down to their third string, and I and I keep saying on on linebacker, even with Rutledge, who's had a lot of tackles. You, you throw the ball, the, the screen game, <laughs> fire Chevy, the screen game killed the Bombers. They killed the bomb. Like, we had absolutely no pressure. They didn't say Jeff's, Jeffcoat or Jefferson's name even once. Yeah, like Jefferson insane. got there a little bit early, but then when Jackson Jeffcoat left the game, that was kind of yeah. it. You know, we yeah, got to remember no. that normally when they pull one of the Jeffs out, they put in Tiadric Hansen. Right. Well, he's not fair, healthy. Fair point. Or Jonathan Kongbo. Well, he's obviously on the Denver um, Denver Broncos practice roster now. So those rotational defensive ends was, was one area where Winnipeg um, maybe just didn't have that same consistency. Uh, the only other defensive end they have 
is the rookie um dewan cooper who yeah. wasn't here three weeks ago yeah. and is not a big guy either uh when i first saw him i thought he was kind of a donald rutledge type he's 6'3 224 now if you're six foot 224 you're Kyrie wilson if you're 6'3 224 you're a lot longer you know um you know to, to give you a gauge willie jefferson who is freakish you know, not many built like him. He's 6'7", 252, right? And Jackson Jeffcoat, 6'3", 243. So Jeffcoat, 6'3", 243, their backup, who was not even in the Canadian Football League less than a month ago, is 6'3", 224. So mm. Winnipeg used uh, Casey Sales and Jake Thomas and Cameron Lawson, the Canadian, uh, and Ricky Walker. They, they rotated those D tackles in and... Similar to how they've done that in the past, they use Shane Gauthier as kind of a pressure guy in the box in, in those situations. But Hamilton put together a phenomenal game plan. They attacked Winnipeg all day long, and it worked. Uh, yep. You know, they you, had, you can't beat the team over and over and over again. It's very hard to do that. Yeah, totally. Someone said that in the chat, Darren. And, and, and I think waiters made a good point too, is that Hamilton was coming off the bye. They had a lot of time to prep. Mm -hmm. And I do, I'm not making excuses for the bombers, but my explanation is, and the reason I'm not like, I think one of the questions coming out of this is, are we concerned about the bombers? And I was kind of writing some notes when the game seemed a bit over about that. Like, do we have reason to be concerned? So Hamilton is desperate. Evans seems to get his mind right just at the right time. They're eager for revenge at home, losing the Grey Cup at home. They've had some time to prepare. We're, we are walking wounded. Good thing the West Final and the Grey Cup isn't before a bye because we seem to lose to East teams before buys. <laughs> Look well, at that Montreal if Hamilton, game. Hamilton's not out of the mathematical They're not. picture for... No, 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 no. To even win the division. No, I know. It's it's absolutely not. So they'll, they'll be in tough to catch Toronto, who, who beat them three times. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think, am I concerned? Every team gets beat any given Sunday, as as they say, although this was, of course, a Saturday, Darren. I think you, and credit to you, you said Hamilton was a very good team. They have good coaching. They have good ownership. And I think our, like, you look at, again, this is an explanation not an excuse because we deserve to lose and Hamilton gets full credit to me, man, full credit to Hamilton on this one. Th but you look at the injuries to the linebackers and DBs in this one. And I know this was Alexander's much heralded return. He hadn't seen him, you know, coincidentally since he was injured in the Grey cup in Hamilton. Now he comes back. Yep. But one player is not going to change the fact that you've got Jamal Parker, Evan Holm in there. You, you have Shane Gauthier playing Will Linebacker. Yep. You, you, then Jeff Coat goes out. Who else? You know, Rose, that's one that does bother me. What's, uh, what's what do you Winston mean? Rose. So... For me, and, and I'll get to this later, but one of the big turning points in this game, which I, you know, we we were going to lose, fair enough, but to be down twenty seven fourteen going into the half is very different than being down thirty four fourteen. 
Sure. And Rose, I don't know what he was looking at. Seemed to be stuck looking back at the quarterback, Evans. But he was completely beat by this uh, Smith fella for over a 50-yard touchdown. And to me, I don't get, like, I don't play DB, Darren. Maybe you can throw some thoughts on that one. But it harkens back to the beginning of the season against Ottawa where he was beaten deep on, on, on double moves. This wasn't even a double move. This was a straight go route. He was in man. I don't know if there was supposed to be someone over the top, but it looks like he was just watching Dane Evans and watching the guy go by outside of him. He was playing inside, and it was basically like a skelly play. Pitch and catch. I don't understand that one. This is what I'll say about defensive breakdowns, in especially in the secondary. There are so many things that could be at play, right? Sometimes defenders, like especially on a television broadcast, it's like, oh, why isn't he covering the man? Well, sometimes they're in a quarters defense where the DB yeah. is, you know, quarters meaning four and, and it being four zone sections of a certain part of the field and the db's not supposed to go too much farther outside of that zone they're supposed to have the safety come over for help and there's all these things it's not as cut and dry as this guy was in this spot and he should have made the play uh especially on tv broadcasts where it's not too often a wide shot where you can see what's happening um that all said uh it's somebody's fault or it's yeah. a couple of their faults. Something yeah. happened. There's also the fact that Dane Evans was pinpoint today he and was. was was really throwing the lights out. And sometimes you just get beat. You know, like they honored Ricky Ray today. There were times in Ricky Ray's career where it didn't matter what you threw at him. He would just dice you up. Surgical. Dane Evans came to play the Ticats receivers, as I mentioned on the game day pregame show, are very, very talented. Tim White, uh, Stephen Dunbar, um, Poppy White, we, we all saw them come out to play and you have to give credit to the other side. It's not always, well, the, the Bombers defense is so good, they should be stopping everything. Well, you got to come back down to earth and realize that sometimes a game plan gets you beat winnipeg did look better in the second half Mm -hmm. but they also had collapses in the second half and in the first half Mm -hmm. so um, you know a a lot goes into it i don't think you can just say Mm -hmm. uh, oh 30s on the field and and so and so caught the ball um you know a lot lot can go into it that's that's totally fair and it's and it's good to have the understanding of the complexity of football as someone someone here saying they they actually play match coverage, which I'm not sure I understand what that means. I've heard that term before. I don't know if it's you're matching DBs to certain receivers. Maybe they can explain or somebody can. But yeah, I mean, a fair point. I mean, either he had a complete brain fart or there was someone in the zone they're supposed to come over the top and they just simply weren't there. But uh, for me, it's just a little bit of a pattern of Winston Rones this year where he has been beat in the preseason by Gail Pauly against Edmonton and then against Ottawa and a couple other times. So then again, you know, Richie Hall's defense also lives and dies on that pass rush, giving the DBs a chance to play off coverage a little bit, especially if you're a rookie yep. like Jamal Parker, people wondering why he's playing off coverage. Well, 
He's going to get beat if he doesn't, especially if they don't have that pass rush cooking, which they didn't. And this is what happens. But I guess this all this all goes to answer the question, am I concerned? No, it's one game. It's on the road. Maybe it was your classic trap game. Listen, these games happen and it's good that they happen now. The, the Bombers are in the driver's seat. I don't think anyone's going to catch them in the West. I think they're going to host the West final. We don't have to worry about it. Unless Vernon Adams is the second coming of Nathan Rourke all of a sudden. Or <laughs> all of a sudden, he has his head straightened just like Dane Evans does. But yeah, these games happen and, and you cannot... like The culture of the Bombers is such that maybe someone with average talent is going to play beyond their potential because of the system, because of the work habits and the, and the, the discipline, Darren. Yep. But sometimes it's just straight up talent. Like you, you, mm-hmm. there's only so many th- players, right? And if they're, you're they're played third, to pay the, paid to play the game too, right? Well, it, it, if you're playing third stringers and linebacker and DB and you're missing one of the ends and Jeff code, I mean, and you're, you're just playing a team that's hot. You're, you're going to get beat. Yep. And, Credit Hamilton's O-line. There's another story that that then Chris Walby and you talked about that in the preseason, but or not the sorry, the pregame, maybe even the preseason. I don't I don't remember for that far back. I don't remember yesterday, but that O-line was much maligned. It was basically a revolving door. And they held up. And yes, there was a lot of quick screens and quick game and misdirection from Hamilton. But there was uh, well, there were times, Darren, where he had a lot of time to throw the ball, and Jeffcoat being there or not, that left tackle was a was a straight up was that is not his first start on Hamilton. Sorry, who L- the left tackle? I believe his name was Riley for Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, left lucky. tackle is like the most important position in O line. That I was licking my chops. I don't think he'd had a start. You go yeah. up against Jeffcoat or Willie Jefferson. So so credit them. Uh, but but am I concerned? I am unless we get like if we get healthy, I think I think we're okay and I and I So you're saying you're healthy. concerned if Winnipeg doesn't get healthy. I'm concerned if we not on offense. I, I think we're fine on offense and I think Ellingson will come back and I credit Bolo for having a big game. Uh O'Leary Orange, Bailey is now stepping up. Shown is Shown is is Sean is unbelievable. Like he is a complete miracle. Like uh, you don't see before, guys before like you. Sorry, sorry, Zach. I don't mean to no, cut you off, but, but I do mean to cut you off. Before we deviate into kind of those smaller details, just do want to mention Winnipeg is twelve and two on the season. Yeah, losing to a Hamilton team coming off a bye is different than say the Saskatchewan Rough Riders last night losing to a then three win Elks team that was the Hamilton bad. Tiger Cats Michael Shea said it and I, I do not believe Michael Shea was just giving the regular lip service of we take all our opponents seriously and we prepare the same for every game this was not that Michael Shea knows the Hamilton Tiger Cats are a good football team and they have had catastrophic collapses in the fourth quarter let's not think this team was beaten up and down the field in every game so far this season different than say losing to an Edmonton Elks team that has oftentimes been beaten up and down the field uh, in football games. This is what I want everyone to do. And and we're going to get into uh, the text line. Lots of people texting 
The Bonfire Hotline, 816-TIPS. That's 204-816-8477. We'll get to those, uh, everybody in the live chat. Great to see everybody in the live chat too. Thanks for joining us here uh, on game day after dark, even though still uh, daylight outside here uh, in Southern Manitoba. But we'll we'll keep it steamy for you. Uh, Lots to talk about on the show today. This is what I want Bomber fans to do. Take a step back. It's a bad day. It's a bad game. Winnipeg got beat. No question. Tell me the last time a team went undefeated in a season. Tell me if you knew the Bombers were down to their third string weak side linebacker, lose an all-star in Jackson Jeffcoat, and go through it all, okay? In Greg Ellingson and Drew Olatarski and uh, Mercy Maston and, and all the rest, okay? They're 12-2. and two. They're far away the best team still in the CFL. The only other loss came in overtime in a game where kicking was really one of the reasons they lost. And they get their hat handed to them on the road against Hamilton coming off a bye. The team that has faced Winnipeg in more big games than any other. If I had to pick one game for Winnipeg to get their hat handed to them, it would be... Week 15 in Hamilton. Winnipeg going into a bye. Hamilton coming out of a bye. I don't care if they're a three-win football team. I do not care. Hamilton is a good football team. Dane Evans, I said it on the pregame show. He can throw the lights out. And today he did. Winnipeg got beat. They will regroup. They need this bye week right now to get healthy. Uh, you know, we won't get an update on, on Greg McRae or Jackson Jeffcoat or any of those guys and, you know, for about eight or nine days because Winnipeg just doesn't have a media availability and no practice. But take a step back, have a sip of something cold and, you know, consider where you're at right now as a fan of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, continue to join us. Uh, what is this? DB's got a Hamilton jersey under his hoodie. No. No, I don't. Uh, I don't have any jersey under anything. Uh, if uh, you know, and and that, and that, of course, uh, I'm sure saying in jest from our good friend Fritchie. Um, you know, I know I know Fritchie and, and his family uh, a little bit. Um, but Zach, you you sit here and and listen to my lips. Uh, you know, flat. I watch them. Often. I watch them. I watch your lips. <laughs> that was weird. It's a good thing this isn't just an audio podcast, right? You can. Uh, <laughs> that but no like i mean people that know how i cover this league i give credit where it's due i I thought hamilton was a very good team i had them at number four in my power rankings in what was that week seven and they went on to lose a whole pile of games and dane evans had his fall from grace now dane evans looking more once again like the quarterback hamilton decided to roll with so yep i mean and 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 credit to them i mean if he does continue this that's that's really great i mean it is one game and as someone who works in mental health you know you can have a quick turnaround there can be this honeymoon uh, phase where you you know you put some things in place and you can have some momentum the trick is to, to, to from a mental health perspective darren and as someone who struggles with mental health myself the trick is to sustain that and that's harder right? Like it's like an addictions, like everybody can quit smoking. You can throw your smokes out the window and feel great for five minutes until you start. The trick is to refuse one from a buddy or you go to the gas station uh, when you're having a stressful day. So 
it'll be interesting to see how Dane Evans responds. But for his sake and Hamilton's sake, I hope he does. But speaking of, you know, maintaining resiliency, <laughs> Rob Mahoney, I'm talking now. I think the the bomber we can rely happily on the fact that we have a rock solid culture in locker room. They're gonna play this right. They're not gonna panic. We shouldn't panic. Except for the injuries that are that are really harming us. I, I think we're okay. I guess one thing, Darren, and I saw someone oh, don't bring don't bring Aaron Rodgers into this. I hate that guy. Listen, the the one thing not just the one thing, but one thing that concerns me a little bit is watching Janari and Grant on the kick return. I'm not sure if if cover teams are just killing us lately, but he the return looks teams, like, yeah, he, uh, he looks oh, you, like you gotcha. he, Sorry. Sorry. he looks like he doesn't have much in the tank. I don't know what other people think of this, but Janari, you don't think Janari and Grant has lots in the tank? I I I see him. He's got burst, man. I don't oh, think he, there's anything sure, wrong with Jerry sure. Grant. I, I'm wondering because he seems uncharacteristically to be getting stuffed. So I don't know if that's our blockers. I don't know if it's return teams, it's scheme, but that that was un, I was hoping for a little more field position advantage from Jerry Grant because he can be a game changer. There Maybe are Hamilton 12 guys on the I field. I get it, dude. But Good I'm chance. just saying in a game like this, when you have a defensive touchdown scored on you, you, we needed a turnover. Ironic that turnovers killed Hamilton, and they're the ones that got two on us, takeaways, actually. But yeah. I just didn't see Jenneri and Grant doing much for us. Maybe it's our blockers. I, I don't know. That's what Paula Dett's saying. But well, uh, we, we talk a, a lot about we, we talk a lot about offensive scheme and defensive scheme. Uh, offensive game planning, defensive game planning. Clearly, Hamilton did a great job game planning offensively and on special teams. It is an area where coaches play chess as well. Uh, Paul Boudreau oh, Jr. is an, a phenomenal special teams coordinator in the CFL. It's in his blood. His dad did it at a, frankly, Hall of Fame level in the National Football the Rams, League for yeah. decades. Yeah. And uh, Paul Boudreau Sr., of course. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Winnipeg, what I see is they are often dominant on special teams. And then it's like other teams figure them out. When you're the class of something, when you're the best in the league at something, don't you think everybody is watching what you're doing? Like super, super close. They're watching no what we're doing right now. Well, they're watching yeah. us very carefully. Like how could we create our own show Maybe younger, younger people, maybe, you know, can get away with no beards to hide the double chin. Don't have to wear a hat to hide the receding hairline. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And it, my mom said in pictures, uh, uh, some of her friends, they, they used to go behind each other and the, very subtly pull the back of the neck back. <laughs> oh, like a do one of these? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, for sure they're going to watch it and it's going to catch us. But. This I, I this is tough. It was a it was a tough game. This is some I'm not sure who said this, but this is interesting just from a wider perspective, Darren, on the standings and the crossover. You see Saskatchewan. I mean, when we feel bad, we got a crap on Saskatchewan. It makes us feel better, right? Well, it makes you feel better. It makes me feel better. And uh here, here's the thing. They lose yesterday. What are they, six and eight now? Hamilton's up to four wins. Yep. If Hamilton keeps going, like 
says that was a that was a real tough loss at home for the Riders last night to a three win team. Chris Jones, who left them at the altar. Listen, this crossover thing is not assured anymore. And look out if Hamilton starts to play well, if Montreal just plays average and Saskatchewan keeps dropping, they have to play us again after the bye at IG Field. Don't think for a second the Bombers aren't going to come out firing in that September 30th game, buddy. Yep. This The, the Riders, with the Grey Cup in their backyard, you might, and with all the discipline issues and the fact that we talked about, you know, Craig Dickinson probably doesn't have his hands steadily on the wheel. They could fall precipitously here, and well, it would be quite the drama. Great comment from Corey May, uh, watching live on YouTube. What's up, Corey? What's up, everybody else? Uh, Hamilton schedule all East Division matchups going forward. The CFL did that this year, where yeah. they put a lot of division games um interdivision games late in the season so you could get more leapfrogging and, and change of position and that sort of thing but as you see right here Saskatchewan six and eight and frankly nothing going the Rough Riders way got absolutely pummeled in the banjo bowl and then they lose at home to the previously three Ouch. win Edmonton Elks they could yep. have put the Elks out of the playoffs That's last right. night and they lose on a field goal so with Saskatchewan at 12 points through 14 games, and here's Hamilton at eight points through 13 games, still have a game in, game hand, in hand. There you go. Four points out. So if they What's win the... next week, sorry, two dude. points out. What's their two remaining points. schedule? Because someone put up a, a good, uh, a good, a good reminder of the schedule for Saskatchewan. They've got to play us on the road. They've got to play Calgary on the road and Hamilton on the road. Mm -hmm. So that game in Hamilton. Could be like a playoff game. Yeah. That's crazy. What do we know Hamilton's remaining schedule here? I'll, I'll pull them up. And as I do, I'll, I'll mention for the crossover, you have to have a better record. Yeah, you, you can't have be the tied. same record and then a tiebreaker. You have to have a better record. So Saskatchewan needs to start winning football games. Yeah. Uh, week 16, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are in Montreal. That's this coming Friday, September 23rd. Uh, they then, uh, they then have another buy, believe it or not, mm -hmm. uh, in week 17, uh, then they are home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So huge game on Friday, October 7th, two days after the CFL trade deadline. Some people were asking that earlier. Yeah. When is the CFL trade deadline this year? It is October 5th, uh, and it is an 11 okay. PM uh central time deadline if i'm not mistaken so october 5th is when uh, that deadline is uh hamilton's hosting saskatchewan on october 7th uh week 19 hamilton is in calgary that'll be interesting with calgary very much pushing uh to to get a home playoff game potentially west semifinal heaven forbid for bombers fans west final and Hamilton uh, and, and Calgary then, games, Darren, sorry to interrupt, are always yeah. classics. They're always weird games. You you Ty remember Cats. the one earlier, right, where Hamilton had them on the ropes at home yep. by like 20-something 20, 20 points. They go for it in third down, miss it, and Calgary comes back and wins it in overtime. I was kind of hoping for something like that for us, but it, it uh, alas, did not materialize. Go ahead. Yes. 
uh, Hamilton finishes with Ottawa in their final game mm. uh, of the season. I'm and that could be Ottawa auditioning guys for that. next year, right? So yeah. interesting, interesting how th- these two games, these these games of the CFL this week have really turned up the heat on yes. schedule watching and and game watching. So that, I love this you know, league, man. Yeah, gotta it, love this it's league. fun. You know, you can hate the two divisions and the weak, the weaker East, at least for the last few decades. Is that but really bothering it, you? Like, it seriously. doesn't bother me. Conversation? Nah, let's and, not and, even get into that. It's such a boring no, conversation. But, but I'm I just, just want to. I'm saying if, if that bothers you, yeah, it's stupid. like you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, two divisions. This is stupid. Come on. <laughs> There's a crossover. And now it's being competed for. Yeah, no, it's it makes it really, really interesting, especially if you're a bomber fan and you just had a kind of a crushing loss, and and you're the consolation is Saskatchewan lost to Hamilton last night or to to Edmonton rather, yeah. and they may be looking at not making the playoffs in a year where they host the Grey Cup. Wow, that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> I will re-clarify, uh, Hamilton plays a home-and-home home with Ottawa the final two weeks oh my of the gosh. season. So that'll be wow. interesting, too, with the tie. Like, you know, is Ottawa going to be, you know, shuttered up at that point and essentially be a glorified training camp late in the season where games matter, but you're trying to figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go going into 2023? Waiters asking, when was the last time the Bombers played a game this bad? 2019? Well, Ted Wyman mm-hmm. of the Winnipeg Sun, uh, be sure to check him out uh, on social media and, and read him in the Winnipeg Sun tomorrow. Last time Winnipeg allowed 40 plus points in a game was August 17, 2018, in a 44 21 loss to Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, I remember that game. That's obviously when Ottawa had a, a pretty good. Uh, well, they had they had Trevor time. Harris, Greg Edlingson. They had a good defense. That's when they went to the Grey Cup, representing the East. That might have been 2018. Been Henry, was that Henry? And, no, sorry. Was that Henry? No, Harris? no, no. Trevor Harris was. Oh, Trevor sure, Harris yeah. took over in 2017, and they strip sacked Matt Nichols in that game. I remember. Yeah, that was a that was a crap game. Although I in 2019, Hamilton did beat us twice in the regular season. I believe 20. Well, for sure. They beat us once late in the regular season. I think in October, Dane Evans threw over 300 yards in the first half. Uh, Chris Trevler was starting (laughs) and uh, that was a, that was a tough one. Uh, One where Hamilton uh, made us eat our lunch. They also did it in, I don't know if it was 2017 or, uh, or 2018. Hamilton also came in and they were, that's the 2017, the, the year Zach Kolaris was pulled because mm-hmm. they started 0-9. They came in with Masoli and in 2017, we we hosted our first playoff game at IG Field. We were a very good team. Matt Nichols actually was having a 4,000 yard season. He was up, he was, people were thinking he might be the MOP. And Hamilton came in and handed us our lunch money, like I think 30 to 13 or something. Hamilton's, uh, you know, they, they've done this a few times, but anyway, uh, it's a game, free, right? Reason, AKA Garrett Murano sticking with, uh, oh, yeah. this sticking with this, uh, oh, wow. name for a little while now, uh, lions owning overrated Jake Mayer and the stumps says, uh, Friesen. it's seven, three with a minute and a half left in the first quarter. And he's so. saying, uh, he's saying mayor is down and injured. Is he just uh kidding with us? Oh, I haven't seen that. Let me let me yeah. look at the live play here. Uh, 
No, it doesn't. Oh, sorry. Maybe he's just toying with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it here. I, I don't <laughs> see anything. I'll have to check Twitter, but uh, maybe that we'll would be get interesting that. as well. Zach, let, let's get into it. Walby's yeah, Warrior, Westwood's Wide to the Right. We'll hand out our happy honker, our bonfire burning point, aka the TSN turning point. No bonfire burning point here on game day after dark uh, and we'll hand out our game balls as well you got a walby warrior i do today. i do uh my walby warrior i'm gonna go off the grid a little bit on the second part of it but the first part my warrior is dane evans it doesn't have to be a bomber i just think this guy i thought he was down and out he really like you remember that play where hamilton was winning with with like a minute or something left and they just had the ball ball deep in their end and, and Edmonton strip sacked Dane Evans and won the game. Like that's that that was how Dane Evans was playing, throwing untimely interceptions. His head was totally going the wrong way. And for him to turn it around like that, I think I try to look wider than just the bombers. I think that's great. I think that's inspiring. As someone myself who struggled with mental health and Dane Evans was really courageous. Uh, I believe it was a CFL.ca article talking about struggling with mental health this year with all the pressure being the franchise quarterback. Because don't forget, for the last couple of years, it's it's kind of been 1A, 1B with Jeremiah Masoli. Everybody's saying they made the wrong decision. Jeremiah Masoli lighting it up at the beginning of the season before he was injured. So... I just think from a mental health perspective, I think that's super cool that that he reached out for help. And as someone who struggles, that is very hard, but it's necessary and it takes a lot of courage. So that I thought that was inspiring in the same way Brandon Alexander admitted to struggling. And, you know, some days felt like he was moving backwards in his recovery. And sometimes I think this is bigger than football. Maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better. But uh, they're warriors, and I do want. I'm not going to name names, but there's a couple of bomber fans that follow us that have reached out privately that are also reaching out for help. Darren, they they they've been inspired by. I'm glad to hear they're reaching out. Yeah, man, and 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 I wrote a three down article about my own journey, and and I think that has helped some folks. And I'm not saying that to uh, to wear the chain proudly. That is why I'm wearing the chain today, actually, not because we got the got the crap kicked out of us. Yeah. I'm really proud of these two people and they know who they are. And that is bigger than football. And when you're struggling, the worst thing about mental health is you feel like it's your fault. It's it's not like, you know, a heart attack and you're like, well, it's my fault. I had a heart attack. I mean, there's factors that can go into it if you smoke and you don't eat right. But mental health, depression, anxiety, those kinds of things, they one of the worst things about them is they make you feel like it's your fault. And that can make you feel ashamed and and especially for men they don't reach out and 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 these two people are, are, are you still speaking about Dane Evans? I'm speaking about Dane Evans, but I'm speaking about two 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 other people who uh they know who they are and and they listen and and I'm really proud of them for reaching out. And to me that that's why I'm wearing the chain today for them. I'm thinking of them. They know who they are. Um that's great. It's, it's and it's important that CFL.ca and and the bombers are talking about mental health, and so for me that's that's the warrior today. Uh, Dane Evans, good for him, and you know he's got a family, right? Like I know he's the enemy quarterback, but he's got a wife and he has a new child, and well, you like, don't want someone like that to be to be depressed and demoralized and to lose his job. I so, think often we over over analyze and uh, those pieces come out because it's an opportunity to say those things and, and share those stories. But 
like, look, I'm not naive as a member of the media. Okay. We often overanalyze things. It happens. Okay. Because that's our job. We're supposed to dig into everything because people want to know. Sometimes there's something there. Other times you dig into it and it, it's just, well, okay, well, that's, that's football. It happens. Or, yeah. you know, th this is commonplace, that sort of thing. Um, but let's not be hyperbolic about Dane Evans. Yeah. He was down and out, but was he actually down and out? No, he had a bad stretch of football. This is professional sports. The other team is playing too. He fumbled and he threw picks and he fumbled again and they blew it in the fourth quarter again and they couldn't beat Toronto. Oh, well, on to the next. And he good got injured. He got that shoulder games. injury. Yeah, good players make mistakes. Um, so I, I think that's a good pick for, for your Walby uh, Warrior tonight. Dane Evans goes 25 of 32. 78% passing, 327 yards, five TDs, no picks, perfect quarterback rating, 158.3. Five. five is a big number, man. When you hit what you five, hand there? I have no idea, dude. You're just playing with like an elastic or something? Oh, this is like, what is that? I think I, I, I couldn't tell you, dude. So, oh, man, I'm in a different bad. I asked now. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, this what is some kind of lid. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I can see it like, yeah. for a for a water bottle. Um, <laughs> my good choice, good choice on Dane Evans. Uh, no. I'm going to give my Walby Warrior tonight to uh, and this is not the player of the game, but I'm giving yes. my Walby Warrior tonight to Rashid Bailey, getting into the end zone again, building yes. on a good yep. game in the banjo bowl once again. Five catches, seven targets, 65 yards. 13 yards per catch, which is a very nice yeah. average for a slot style receiver uh, and possession style receiver in Rashid Bailey had two second down conversions. Uh, the touchdown, as I mentioned, uh, that's my Walby warrior. Nice tonight. pick. I think, I think, and someone said this on the chat earlier, Darren, I think it's really awesome to see, you see last game in the Banjo Bowl and now that this guy who we thought was invisible, but he was just in the trenches doing other things that weren't as noticeable that he's picking it up. Right. And good for him. Cause we're going to need him. We, he was huge in the gray cup. We're going to need him down the stretch. Jake Kabila's uh, sharp eyes. That's a pin for a grenade. Ja uh, Zach. Well, if that's a pin for a grenade, I would have already exploded. So maybe it was a lemon. Hopefully. I, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> uh, There's a comment here from Rob Mahoney. I, I want to address. Yeah, uh, this will be one. unpopular but I'm still glad you said it. Uh, yeah. My grandmother told me to keep a stiff upper lip, says Rob Mahoney, and be a man. Boys don't cry. Pretty sure many other boys were raised similar. Tough to change. Yep. Absolutely, it's tough to change. And, and, and not to, to go on and on about mental health uh, on the show here, but it, but it is important, and I think this is a, a good forum to do it. It can be tough to change. It's also okay to have that stiff upper lip. It's okay to keep your frustrations on a day-to-day -day basis to yourself but have the have the uh the the sense of mind that when you do need help you can put that stiff upper lip away you can open up to people you trust it doesn't have to be like i have to be this open and sensitive person and share everything with with other it doesn't have to be that way if you were raised to have a stiff upper lip if you were raised to keep things to yourself and keep it inside, that's okay. You don't have to become a different person. You just have to identify the times when you need 
to talk to somebody. And it can even be like, it doesn't have to be like, Zach, listen, I'm having a hard time. I want to talk to you about my mental health. It doesn't have to be that way. You can just talk to somebody and say, Zach, man, like yesterday really pissed me off. Mm -hmm. And have a conversation and feel better. You don't have to talk about mental health if you're not comfortable. You don't have to label yourself as somebody struggling with mental health to talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. Let somebody you trust know how you're feeling. And check in on them. Check in on mm-hmm. other people if you mm-hmm. think they're having a, a tough time. If you know there's yep. somebody that keeps the stiff upper lip, uh, just have the conversation. Don't pack it down forever. Identify yep. when you need to talk to somebody. I, I think that's important. Zach, let's hear your Westwood wide to the right. The moment in today's game that got under your skin. Maybe you broke know- that stiff upper lip of yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Mr. Sensitive New Age Man. <laughs> I don't have a stiff upper lip unless unless I was watching when Rose got burned there. I was like in a, in a rictus of, of agony and rage. Again, we don't we we would have to break down the film as Mike O'Shea says, but that one pissed me off. That mm-hmm. seemed to really like as much as I, you know, my mother-in-law was saying, hey, Zach, the game's not over. And sure, you know, it's the CFL. 34-14 going into the half is is tough to come back from. And that really, that really, that one really burned me. I don't yeah. know who messed up. Maybe, like you said, it was a couple people. But that one sucked. That one really, really sucked. That's my wide to the right. Small wide to the right that we missed a few plays while they were interviewing people. But it's the Hall of Fame game, whatever. As long as it's not at the echelon of when they had Nicole Kidman's husband on there with Glenn Suter in the gray cup. I'm not even going to say his name because that just annoys the crap out of me. Oh my God. Never, never do that again in the gray cup. Have an interview <laughs> with the musical act. Like an Australian guy that has no yeah, idea. Some what guy. Yeah. And then had him calling the game. Are you kidding me? So that was my wide to the right that uh, I have it here. It was uh, with 154 left in the second quarter, and it was a 54-yard touchdown on Rose. And, yeah, that, that for me, that was wide to the right. I, I, I just, you know, it's that Richie Hall defense. It's Hamilton that, that was, you know, you were talking about with Walby and Friedman that gets up the big plays a pat big pass plays and 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 they did a few times for sure but mm-hmm. that was uh for me that was inexcusable and i'm not saying it's just rose but it was inexcusable and it, and it really i think it really just killed us there zach i don't know if i have a wide to the right today well sarah Oleski not being there because clearly that's superstition there you go. That's, that's why we lost. i love shooter i love matthew shinetti he is a, a good buddy of mine and uh, he does a, a phenomenal job. TSN is in good hands. We will miss Sarah. She is like oh, Britt Dort was great one yesterday. Of the I enjoyed Britt Dort. I thought she had a great yep. uh, uh, opening uh, opening act there. Tough yep. shoes to fill. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and like um, Claire Hanna, yep. still doing uh, workout in Ottawa and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, no, we're in good hands. I, I guess you could give like a you know an honorary uh, wide to the right that that Sarah wasn't there tonight. But I mean, hey. You can know, I that, can that, I take your wide to the right then? Because I got another one. You already had two. Well, then I'll have three. Okay. Yeah, this one, this one burnt my craw, and I saw someone in the chat. 
burnt my craw? Is that Wait, even a did it stick in your craw or did it stick burn in my you? craw? I don't even know what a craw is, but whatever it is, something was stuck in it. Your armpit? When in the third quarter, when we absolutely had to make everything count, they take Zach Kolaris out in the red zone. They put in Prukop on second and five. And for the second time in the game, Buck tries the fake sweep and Prukop running up the middle. I know that worked great in the Banjo Bowl, but Hamilton saw it coming a mile away. It made us kick a field goal to go to 17 points. I'm not saying it's the reason we lost. I just hated the call. I hated that call. Look, if it works, it's, well, there's Prukop again doing his thing. The more you do something, the more other teams are going to see it, recognize it before it happens, and then work to stop it. I know, but it Uh, it had been been completely, they read the mail in the first half. I I knew it wasn't going to work. Yep. And wide to the right bomber fan is saying two-point converts. He didn't need two-point converts. We didn't even get to the point that he needed it because they were only down by 10, and they they were down by 17. We were talking about that at home, but he, he was down by, I believe, 24, so he gets the seven. And then you're down by 16 or something, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think it came to the, I don't think it's uh yeah. Bomber fan has it down 18. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, anyway, yeah, let's, and, let's and, move on. And bomber fan mentions too, that, uh, you know, he, he believes Mike O'Shea's stance on two pointers well, makes yeah. no sense. I like it. We can discuss on midweek sometime. Like 16 I, is 16 is still two, two point converted conference. So you're going to like, do the math. If you're one of those math people, do the math. You're saying we're going to score three touchdowns and three two-point converts. Like maybe another yeah. possession is more likely. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. No, there was a lot uh, of time left. A lot yeah. of time left um, in in the game. Um, okay. Let's let's go to Happy Honker. Yeah. You're getting let's lost get, in the let's weeds Let's brighten here. things up a little bit following the Bombers' 48-31 loss in Hamilton today. Okay, what's your happy honker, Darren? Well, you want me to go first? Yeah, okay. why not? Um, mm, uh, I'll give a I'll give a happy honker to the Blue Bombers' offense. They did play quite well. Zach Kolaris, yeah, the two interceptions. I get that. You know, Brady ran well once again. Another game with a very strong yards per carry average of six point seven. Um, you know, the the Blue Bombers' offensive line pretty much unchanged. From last week and the week before, I know Michael Couture dressed as a reserve um, alongside Liam Dobson. I don't know if he got into the game. I didn't see him. But the way Rashid Bailey played, loved the jet sweep on the first play of the game, picking up 19 yards. Uh, was a, a very nice one. Greg McRae, Nick Dembski, uh, obviously Dakota Prukop and uh, Jaron Grant had a carry for three yards. They got a lot of guys involved in the run game. That was one of my keys to the game on the pregame show was to get the run game going. Uh, No doubt Dalton Schoen will get one of our eventual game balls. We'll get to that in a second, but him and Bolo, Brendan O'Leary, orange Rashid Bailey, Nick Dembski, they all played very well. The offensive line. um, I won't say it was like a good game or a bad game for them, but I will overall say it was a good game. I think they did do a good job. I understand the scoop and score from Winnipeg native Mason Bennett uh, hurt 
Um, and, yep. and Kolaris did get tossed around a little bit, but overall I'll give a happy honker to the blue bombers offense. They stayed tough and in the game and yep. put up 31 points against uh, an opponent like 31 points usually wins a game for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers so that, that's one of my happy honors yeah all of those points coming off the offense nothing from special teams or defense we didn't get a turnover or anything I'll give another happy honker to all of the Hall of Fame yeah uh, inductees tonight great to see Ricky Ray go in what an unbelievably yeah. talented and prolific quarterback uh, in CFL history uh, and we'll give a special happy honker to um, the families of the individuals who were inducted that are no longer with us. Uh, And also, I think a special one goes to Dave Ritchie, one of the true colorful personalities and great guys uh, that you know, we're, we're part of some very good Winnipeg Blue Bombers football teams, was an assistant on the 1990 Grey Cup championship team here in Winnipeg. Uh, happy honker. I think we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll top it with the one to Dave Ritchie. Yeah, that was awesome to see because my mother, because I, I, you know, I don't remember Dave Ritchie very in much detail given my age, but my mother-in-law was there just saying Dave Ritchie could talk forever <laughs> and say well, and not- you know what he would do and say I, nothing this, too <laughs> you know what he would do is he would tell the media i'd be like come in here sit down for a yeah, little bit this- they would just I shoot swear. the shit yeah it was awesome yeah I, w- so, I wish that was still a thing in today's media landscape but it's, it's not it's true it, it's a it's a lost it's a lost art right i, I think um <laughs> i think milt's interviewing was super funny i was gonna give yeah. my happy honker just to just to the mental health thing but i think we've already covered that I I are I I am I I am and I I ain't that young, but I you know I wasn't following football as much in those early two thousands. But yeah, Milt Milt interviewing uh, Dave Ritchie was pretty cool because I I can't imagine Milt's got a word in edgewise mm-hmm. uh, when, when Ritchie was around. Burning point, buddy. I've I've already kind of said mine. It it was that Smith fifty uh, four yard touchdown. I, I realized we were already down by two scores, but that one kind of put it out put it out of reach. Mm-hmm. You, you're up by twenty. Winnipeg's a power running team. That that was my burning point. Although yeah. I will say Brady Oliveira had a good game. I mean, he almost had a six yard average. Uh, the running game was oh, he had more than six yard average. So nine carries for 60 yards. Yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. 6.7 yards average. Uh, he had two yard, two runs of 10, largest 17. I, th- I think he played really well. And uh, love to see Dembski with that jet sweep still working. So I think, you know, I, I hate to say it. I hope this isn't the case if our defense continues to be wounded, but our offense may have to put enough points to win us games, put up enough points there. And I, I, I hope... Uh, I hope that yeah. isn't the case. I hope our defense comes back to the fray because they do say when the defense wins championships, especially in the cold, you're going to have a cold gray cup. Most likely you're going to have a cold West final, you know? So these are things to think about. We're going into the bye week Maybe we bring in, we talked about this on midweek. Maybe we bring in some DBs. Maybe we bring in a Deku or an Ed Ganey. Although I think Edmonton's not turning. I don't think Edmonton's helping anybody right now, especially since they won that game. They're not out of it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I completely agree with you on your bonfire burning point. That touchdown to Smith, 54 yards. Um, that was a very quick drive. Two plays, 70 yeah. yards. It just took 23 seconds. But that put Hamilton in front, uh, 34 
14. Yeah. Um, yeah, like with when was that? That was yeah, late in the 154 left. Yeah, less yeah, than so that first half really did tell the story of the game. Winnipeg did not count themselves out. I know I was putting some things out on social media about like when do you have the conversation about Kolaris and maybe taking him out? Like, look, at 34-14, it's a 20-point game. That's three scores. There's no way you pull your quarterback no. at that point. No, um, not a Kolaris, then, especially a guy's right. a gunslinger. And then when it's 41-17, that's a four-score game. But there's a quarter to play, right? Hang on a second. That's 24 points. Yep. Yeah, so like you could technically say that's a three-score game with three touchdowns and three two-point converts, but that's a four-score game. It it really is. If you're gonna you know have two uh, three two-point converts, that's essentially like another score, right? Um, but with a quarter to play, Winnipeg did not want to admit defeat. That's what I tweeted was: if you pull your quarterback with a quarter to play, you're effectively admitting defeat. I just don't know if it's in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers DNA. I know I'm very comfortable saying I know that's not in Mike O'Shea's DNA. So while protecting Kolaris is important and giving Drew Brown reps is important, Winnipeg is playing a team they could very well face in the Grey Cup once again. Yeah, get some reps. Don't count the Ticats out, man. You get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Look at the red you're, you're also you're also but then I know this isn't necessarily the most important thing to O'Shea, but you don't necessarily want to piss off your quarterback for no reason, right? Like Zach would not be happy coming out. You and, might be pissing off more than your quarterback. You might be pissing yeah. off your OC. You might be pissing yeah. off your O-line. You might be pissing off the receivers, like everybody on sure. offense. Sure. You could even be pissing off people on the defense. Like, why are you taking Zach out? Yeah, my, my chin's high. I'm still yeah. trying to win. Fair. That's a good point. You know, uh, there's. I think there's a <laughs> Paul. A good Odette. point by you. <laughs> Thank you. Very sometimes good point get, by you. Sometimes I get one. Um, oh come on. Paul Odette saying Zach wearing the heavy chains of defeat. Yes, it, it weighs heavy. But again, the chain is for mental health today. For all those people that I talked about, that we've talked about. The secondary burning point is just, and I and people have said that, but I don't think it's the main one because. We were still down by 10 at the mm-hmm. near the end of the fourth quarter, but Hamilton, a six minute drive, we knew they were going to run the ball and they just ran it down our throat like a bunch of times, a second and six, second and nine. Evans had a huge run. Uh, they went to their third stringer and Sean Thomas Erlington and they, they kept running the ball. And then, and then of course, second and six, second and goal. Right. You kick a field goal there, it's a 14, it's a 13 point game, I guess, or, or, you know, it's still two touchdowns. It's very different than three scores. And he throws it to Unger. Uh, home, to his credit, seemed to have pretty good coverage, but it was just a perfectly thrown ball. I mean, it's like in, I know I hate baseball and I talked about this, but what I've heard is that when you have a pitcher playing lights out, you just can't beat them. Right. Like you just, if a pitcher's on their game yeah. like that, you're, yeah. you're just, there's, there's only so much you can do. So that could be maybe a secondary burning point. Let's talk game ball, buddy. I know we're getting over an hour here. Maybe people have evening plans. <laughs> we don't. We Well, I do. I got to put my son to bed soon. Now You do. Yeah, no, it's I, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock here in southern Manitoba. I probably got to um, take him outside for a few minutes just to get him to run around like a crazy wild animal. We kept him inside. But uh, get, game ball for me goes to goes to Dane Evans. 
again. Like, he's my warrior, but he also gets a game ball. He gets double the double the double deservedly the, so. Du- like, double the accolades and, and just the Ticats organization. That doesn't happen without a supportive management and coaching staff and and you know team psychologists or whoever he talked to. So See, kudos to them, man. That's uh, that's for the whole organization. I'm rubbing off on you, Zach Schnitzer. Ooh, that's steamy after dark talk. Yeah, there, there you Darren. go. I am rubbing off on you <laughs> because you are not sugarcoating anything. I love it. I'm not saying you were a sugarcoater before, but Ooh. you can tilt the blue glasses down sometimes. Give credit where it's due. Oh, sure. Dane Evans diced the Bombers tonight. Yeah, Those Bomber man. fans were pissed off at Dane Evans. You gave him your first game ball. I love it. Yeah, no, he, uh, and, and I guess I do just want to give a little bit of a shout out to, like you said, to the Bombers offense, but especially um, Sean. Like, how much, how many yards did he have? 158? Yes. It, 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 and he almost made another huge catch. He he, he kind of dropped that one. Zach threw Somebody another big one. tweeted at me. Him. They were like, oh, if, if Sean didn't drop that ball, the Bombers would have. Are you kidding me? That was just one of 10 things that the that happened that, you know, I No, it I, wasn't even a drop. Like, sorry, I'm yelling cuz that pisses me off. When when people just presume these receivers should catch yeah, absolutely everything. Like, give me a break. He is that is a contested football. Oh, it was that a tough catch. It was a tough real catch. Real tough catch. Yeah. Real tough catch. If he pulled it in, guess what? It's on the highlights. So if he doesn't pull it in, you're really going to blame the guy? You didn't make a highlight yeah. real catch? He made lots of highlight real catches. He's made a ton. Oh, man. In, he made some uh, in this game. In his rookie season. But, yeah, this... going, going six for 10, 10 targets, six catches, 158 yards, including a long of 47. I'm with you. You got to give Dalton Schoen uh, a game ball. Yeah, he he was just ridiculous tonight, Ed. To, for him to be a like a real rookie, like he's never played in the NFL, the XFL. Yep. <laughs> I believe, and and I do want to say I rewatched the uh, Bangible Darren. I, I do want to I do want to say I missed this in my sober second thought. There was a time where he got absolutely smashed by Mike Edom, and the ball was coming out of his hands, and he held onto that ball. I thought that was up there with Bailey's touchdown as one of the plays of the game. There's no way he holds onto that ball the concentration and the presence of mind to get, to just get your teeth yeah. shattered and you know, your jaw rocked like that. Wow. That was incredible. So Sean gets a game ball. I like Bailey and, and listen, we, you said it was bolo time. So Brendan O'Leary orange is really showing well, big body Canadian receiver. Yeah. We miss Wallatarski. Don't, don't get me wrong, but he is, he's playing well, Darren. He, he He's playing He's calm out there. He's making the catches he needs to make. He makes a couple guys miss. He's in. He's obviously in the right spots. He's blocking. He was blocking on that uh, uh, Air 88 touchdown, Flight 88 touchdown last week. Yes. So just just a couple, a couple of uh, token game balls to a team that lost today in a tough way. All well-deserved there, I think. No, yeah. no question. He, uh, ain't, I'll he give... ain't here next year, buddy. Do you think he's even here in the CFL? He could get a look. Uh, he could get a I look. Think he has to get a look. Yeah. He's he's not um, a small guy. He's just a guy that never had an NFL chance because I think he played at a small school. Yes. 
And sometimes you just need to get the film. Yeah. And... Well, like he walked on to yeah. a mid-major, a mid-major school. Like a major school would be like LSU, Alabama, USC, Notre Dame, a mid-major like Kansas State. Um, sometimes they're in the top 25, but uh, yeah, no, no doubt um, has the talent. And the production in his first year playing a pro football season. Um, yeah. I mean, Dalton shown no, no doubt. Um, game ball to Dalton shown. I'm with you there. Bolo as well. Brennan O'Leary orange six catches on seven targets for 72 yards. Um, did he have any second? I think, hang on one second. Uh, O'Leary orange had one second down conversion. So that's always positive. Two for Dembski, two for Bailey, three for Dalton shown on second down conversions. Um, but I want to give a game ball to Brady Oliveira. Only nine mm-hmm. touches today, all carries, but uh, to average 6.7 yards per carry, uh, he picked up two runs of 10 yards. Uh, he made it, made the run game a legit threat, and that goes beyond him carrying the ball. Yep. It goes to the jet sweeps and, and the different stuff to McCray and Dembski and Bailey uh, and Grant. Um, I, I think Brady Oliveira starting to come into his own, not just as a football player but like as a guy that can produce um consistently so uh he, he gets one of my game balls uh sorry i'm laughing here greg is just yeah. irated us he's saying we oh, are man, wrong in caps uh, kansas state is a big 12 which is a power five conference very bad take but i don't know bad that we take. had we had bomber fan here who seems to know a lot about football much more than i do that's for sure saying that Kansas was a was a more of a run power run team so shown probably didn't get a whole lot of looks uh, in terms of being a receiver there uh, bomber i got to give a shout out to bomber fan he he knows his stuff man like talking about match coverage and and different uh, different college programs and he i'm not doing him justice here but bomber fan whoever you are man uh text well, the hotline we want to know who you are because you you sure know your stuff and it and you enrich our chat and you certainly enrich my understanding of the game which is i love that man so thank you one one of the comments from bomber fan is i'd give big hill the rest of the regular season off yeah. uh saying it's that he Nick. looks yeah. injured yeah. I, I don't agree with that but i can understand why um you know people might think that yeah. Uh, they really did a good job scheming against Adam Big Hill, but did he look hurt when he went over the top on short yardage in the fourth quarter? I don't know, man. Didn't didn't look hurt to me. Um, I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Eight hundred tackles way. for Adam Big Hill today. He reached eight hundred, so that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I saw that. That in is the a broadcast. great thing. Yeah. I think Zach Flores needed something like twenty passing yards to have a career high. He had 342 yards today. Wow. Uh, Two picks, two touchdowns, went 68% quarterback efficiency of 95.5, but he threw for 342. That's a nice big number number. and a a reason why Winnipeg scored 31 points today. Um, I wouldn't even say the turnovers are why Winnipeg lost, you know? You well, erase those the, the two interceptions or from the DB, the, the, yes. the defensive touchdown, maybe, but the, the interception. Well, that being said, I think I, I may be wrong, but I think Hamilton got a touchdown off that first interception from Zach. If I, from Jamal roll, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, Hamilton was, it, it's like the banjo bowl. It's like when our offense was just clicking at such a high rate at such an elite level. I mean, that, that was Hamilton and, and they played us perfectly. Hey, it happens. 
I, I will um, remind people that when BC won the Grey Cup and they just stomped over everybody in the second half of that season, Darren in 2011, after starting one and six, mm-hmm. they lost to Hamilton late in the season at home, BC at home, like 43 to 10. I mean, it happens to Grey Cup winning teams. I mean, it just, it's football. These guys, this is the Canadian Football League. They know each other's playbooks. Like the, and Hamilton and Winnipeg. I mean, aside from being an interdivisional appointment, these these guys know each other like like the backs of their hand. We didn't mm-hmm. even beat Hamilton that uh, convincingly at home. It, it you know it was a Willie Jefferson pick six that really put that one away to make it uh, twenty six. I think I don't remember the score twelve or something, but that was a game, man. Like uh, they played us tough at home too. They did. Gregory's got me down a. Uh... <laughs> NCAA rabbit hole right now. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, uh, what what's a mid-major? Uh, any school that's not a member of one of the six major conferences, uh, which includes the Big Ten, the Big 12, Pac-12, Big East, ACC, SEC. Okay, fine. But, I mean, they're in a very, very good conference. It is a, a major conference. But, like, I mean, Iowa State... Kansas, mm. Kansas State. I don't know, man. TCU, like I, I understand Ladanian Tomlinson, TCU Horned Frogs, good program through the years, but yeah, I don't know. Just, just not doesn't scream major college to me. I don't know, well. man. I Could you've forgotten well. more about college than I'll ever know about college football. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I don't know. I I was into it in the '90s and 2000s, but I, I've definitely lost touch with. Uh, with that, I, I, I want to address something here. People are talking about me living on <laughs> Hazel Dell. I don't even know where Hazel Dell is. It's an EK off Henderson past Kimberly. I have a buddy. Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say I live on Hazel Dell. That's just <laughs> fine with me. Uh, come see me on Hazel Dell. You see me on Hazel Dell. It's a <laughs> doppelganger. But come see me on Hazel Dell. That, that's that's cool. Uh, this moment uh, I thought was, was pretty funny uh, in the game. Richie kissed Steele's uh, hand. Two men always had nothing but respect for each other. No doubt. That, that was kind of a cool moment. Uh, yeah. Old school respect there, right? With with the arm around him. He kind of kisses Milt's hand. Um, you know, taking jabs at each other and, and their co- time in college football uh, and, and that sort of thing. Totally. Uh, that, that was that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You Have know, I gotta, th- I gotta thank this show. I know we want to wrap it up, but uh, I'm feeling better about the loss now that we've, uh, we've done our therapy here. Uh, I take losses pretty hard, or I used to. You know, it's hard to take a loss hard, as Rob Mahoney says, when, when <laughs> it's twelve and two team guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. We're gonna be fine. I, I trust the uh, Canadian mafia to right the ship here. Well. And we Guess do. What? We they got a they got a bye week. They got a bye week. Get healthy, and then they host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So all things considered, I think Winnipeg will it's be. It's going to be great. Who's Saskatchewan have next week. Saskatchewan is on the bye next week. But you know what? Too remember, we lost to Montreal and that horrible loss, and and you know we were going to be you know ten and zero, and then we had we had the bye. We came out. And we beat Calgary. That was the biggest win of the season for me so far. Uh, Two-point win against Calgary really cemented us in the top of the Western Conference. And uh, so, you know, we'll be okay. Although I am 
honestly a little bit concerned about the the the, the injuries on defense, Darren. And we'll see we'll see how their depth chart looks. I know you'll keep us updated because you're our man on the ground there. But uh, they they need some help either from to parachute someone in or just to get to get some. Don't hold your breath. Help. Yeah, I, I'm not. You talked about it on midweek. They, you know, they they are still a good defense. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if they don't get healthier, if you have yeah. Shane Goche playing Will linebacker against Calgary in the West Final, and you've got Ooh. a healthier Stamps team that that has given us a big run for our money three times, I'd be worried. Yeah. You know, you've got Houston down, who is already a backup. Nick Taylor, uh, we need, and, and and I'm happy to I'm happy to hear you say on the pregame that Nick Taylor is uh, on the one game and not the six game, but so yeah, this is it, it is a bit concerning. I'll be honest. Let, let me get through uh, a bunch of the uh, comments here that I kind of uh, saved as we go. Comet asking earlier in the program, how serious is the Demario Houston injury? It does look serious. Um, he uh, is just, is he here? Oh yeah, there he is. He's on the sixth game. Um, body language, uh, the fact that he's in, um, the fact that he's in civilian clothes during practice, the Demary Houston injury looks, looks bad. Um, that said, I think it's really tough for someone like Demario Houston. He took the boundary corner job from Winston Rose this year. Yep. He looked like the DeAndre Alford of 2022. So that has to be a tough pill to swallow uh, to have your season derailed like Demario Houston's has. Totally. Um, but maybe he's somebody who can, you know, maybe it's a soft tissue thing and he's uh, able to come back uh, later this season. We we will have to wait and see. Um, Eric asking, uh, we, we touched on this, but when's the CFL October trade 5th. deadline? October 5th is the CFL trade deadline. So like, when is that? How far from today? They got a couple weeks, <laughs> a couple, three weeks. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I think they'll there. bring one, maybe one guy in, but we'll, we'll see. I, I do want to say one more thing, because I'm not going to rewatch this game and, and punish myself and do a sober second thought on midweek, Darren. Uh, yep. What what I would have said on midweek is, on the first interception by Jamal Roll, where it was clear it was going to Dembski, if Rewatch that, folks. It looks like way past five yards, Dembski gets impeded. And and I may be wrong. It may be blue, blue glasses, blue and gold glasses. It looks like he got bumped out of his route, and that affected the play. Just saying, that was a huge interception that, that turned into seven going the other way for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. interested to see people's thoughts. Maybe they saw it more clearly than me should. And, and we know it's, it's not as simple as throwing the challenge. If it looks like PI, you have to have the spotters. You've got to have the right uh, angles. You've got to have the right video, which is sometimes impossible to get in the CFL. So just, just curious about that. If, uh, if people think there may have been a case for PI there, I'm not saying it's the reason we lost, but it seemed like a big call that could have, that could have been missed. Uh, 5U, I'll just call you that. Yeah, 5U, uh, yeah, you, know, buddy. I think you entered your password for your username there. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I kid, of course. Will uh, the Bombers be able to get Greg Ellingson oh. and Carlton Agadosi back before the postseason? 
quite possible. Uh, Carlton Agadosi and Greg Ellingson are both on the six game. I uh, saw Agadosi walking in a boot uh, this past week. Ellingson, it, it's got to be hamstring or groin or an ankle yeah. or something like that that's uh, keeping him out. Um, yeah, Ellingson isn't far off. That 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 could very well be the case, but it, it really looked like he just aggravated something that's been uh, bugging him uh, this year. We'll see what happens with Jackson Jeffcoat uh, and Greg McRae. Uh, who left the game late Jeff code in the first half. Um, now people want to know about Nick Taylor. He's on the one game, right? And drew Olatarski on the one game. Uh, people said, oh, I thought, I thought Nick Taylor blew his Achilles. Achilles injuries don't have to be season ending. I suffered an Achilles injury in my last season of football. Now, like I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I can only speak about my personal experience. But my Achilles started to peel off of my heel. So it was like the base of the Achilles, like almost under the foot, under the heel. Mine started to peel off. Right. And and it's essentially a tear or like a a partial, you know, removal from the bone, whatever that's called. I went into hardcore physio for like three weeks, three, four weeks. And then I played in our final game that happened to be the championship. Did you you play well? Uh, we had the league MVP. I was a receiver. We had the league MVP. Zach, get this. We had the league MVP quarterback, Jonathan Palmerton went on to, uh, play a little bit of Bison's. He dislocated the middle knuckle on his index finger on his throwing hand in the semifinal. They put a big club on his arm. He played linebacker in the championship game and had a whole whack of tackles Oh yeah. because our number one quarterback was out. League MVP, might I remind you, we ran the ball almost exclusively. I think we threw it eight times the whole game. And we had the ball a lot because the St. Patel Mustangs kept scoring. So they stacked the box, beat the crap out of us. Two months later, the uh, football board or whatever it is that, that runs major football determined the St. Patel Mustangs had a 22-year-old on their team. <laughs> And he was ineligible to play. So they had their championship vacated. And to this day, this was like 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. To this day, when the St. Fatal Mustangs win the major championship trophy, like the major age group, they peel the 2001 or 2002, I can't even remember now, St. James Rod's championship little placard off of the trophy. Wow. they do that every like it's kind of in jest, right? And in fun. Yeah. And of course the rods put it back on. Um, but that 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 uh um rivalry continues between South Winnipeg and that's a great West story, Winnipeg. Buddy. But yeah, for Nick yeah. Taylor, I mean, like, yeah, it might be an Achilles injury, but doesn't mean his season uh, yeah, is I over. Sure um Drew Olatarski uh has a knee brace on. For these guys that are on the one game, like it could be a five-week injury or four-week injury. They want to make sure that they don't plunk a guy on there and then they're stuck. You know, if if Ellingson's ready to come back or if Patrice Renee's ready to come back, you might activate one of those two early activations off the six games. So we will see how that shakes out. But, uh, you know, like Michael Shea won't do. Uh <laughs> never count anybody out oh bomber fan you don't like the rods i'm sorry i'm sorry rods are gods Ooh, rods are gods nice i, I used to have a t-shirt that said that 
Nice. And waiters asked my, my, well, I'll make two more comments and then we'll say sayonara, Darren. Sure. Uh, my worst injury is currently what I'm going through. I have a partially torn medial meniscus and ACL thing going on, but I've got physio. I've got a good knee brace. I'm doing my physio exercises. So I will be on the mend and I'm 39. So these things happen. It takes time to recover when you're 39. It does, and I, I thank uh, I thank the folks here at Darren you for having me on this show all the time. It's a it's a real joy, even when we lose, and and especially oh, especially when we lose, it kind of takes the sting off to just chat with uh, with uh, good good friends, good people. A uh, couple of you are on the chat. You know who you are. I'm really proud of you. Uh, doesn't you know? For me, it's way bigger than the game today. So I, I'm really happy. Hey. They know who they are, and. Uh, Bob, uh, bomber fan. I just love what you're bringing. Uh, hit at me on on Twitter or something. I want to know more about you or Darren. We want to know your background in football because it's uh, you make some great comments. And he corrected me. He said it was actually Bailey who was the intended receiver. So you can't call DPI on the Jamal roll interception. My question, going back to you, and we can you can uh, toss this around in your head, or the or the the fans can the the, the fireside. The fireside chat, folks. Yeah, <laughs> old age. Uh, if Bailey was the intended receiver, but but Dembski was impeded, is that not a legal contact? Mm. Even if he wasn't the intended receiver, and can you challenge that? That's my question. And I will stop talking. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I, I was reading some, I wanted to make sure, I apologize. I wanted to make sure right. I, I got to this. So one of our commenters, like not in the live chat, but in the the comments below the video uh, of our pregame show, uh, goes on the handle, back the bombers. And they messaged us and said, great work. Is there a way I can donate or subscribe monetarily to you guys? Oh, and I was blown away. Like, how how cool is that? We've never asked for donations or anything like a lot of live streamers do. Um, but this individual reached out. Uh, I gave him, you know, the, the hotline number and uh, our oh, email cool. address. Uh, you can always email us, wpgsports at gmail.com. Uh, and they sent a e-transfer and saying, first time and lifelong fans. So shout wow. out to you back, the Bombers. I think your name is Aaron. Thank you so much. You, Beyond Aaron. generous. Yeah. Uh, they even said they, they wanted to continue donating monthly or bi-monthly or something like wow. that. Uh, beyond uh, um, appreciative and thankful for that. And, and Zach, keep in mind, this is your show as much as anybody's. I know I push a bunch of buttons and, and uh, you know, tweak up some software and do a little bit of graphic design and that sort of thing. But this is your show, man. Don't ever, ever doubt that. I know. I, I'm I'm just too self-deprecating. I mean, I really am the reason people log on. Right, Darren? Well, uh, oh, we can't just look at that. And I think Bomber Fan said that too. There's no super chat option, Greg is saying. What's a super chat? Yeah, I, I think I'm... We recently here on Bonfire it already YouTube, is a anyway, super chat. We we became eligible for monetization, right? So oh. I've got to spend some time during this bye week getting into all of that okay. uh, and and ensuring that if people want to super chat or donate or we can set up a Patreon or there's another one I think that like is live right in there. Um, but if you want to help out Bonfire right now, this is what you do: you tell your friends, 
to go to youtube.com slash bonfire sports or bonfiresports.ca. Very, very simple. Bonfire Sports. Just search it on uh, your YouTube or your favorite podcast platform or whatever. Subscribe. Give some thumbs up. Everybody right now, whether you're watching this live or afterwards, give us a thumbs up below the video uh, and, and our other videos too. We really, really do appreciate that. But spread the word. Put it on your social media, your Facebook, your TikTok, whatever you're into. Uh, and, and let's get more people on board because the community continues to grow and, uh, it's just, a just a great thing. Appreciate you all very much. Cool. And thanks, Aaron. That's super generous. Uh, I need a new car. I, I still am driving my 2008 beat up uh, Honda Civic. Well, I'll invest the, I'll invest the, <laughs> the I'll invest the 25 bucks that, uh, Aaron donated to us, uh, and, and see if I can get a nice uh... back. All right, folks. Uh, great, great to see you all. Love you all. Fun, fun show. Even though we we fall, and uh, <laughs> I got to go up now. My wife is saying my son is losing his mind. So, sayonara, everybody. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Game Day After Dark. We'll see you midweek, Wednesday, seven thirty here on Bonfire Sports. Take care, everyone. 